458 Italia, 40k miles, two years old, one Cooper tension. Welcome to the Ferrari Hub Podcast, where we will be talking Ferraris. And now your host, Andy Rasul. Welcome to episode 14 of the Ferrari Hub Podcast, where we will be talking Ferraris. Our guest today is Bill Hakim, the owner of Supercar Italia. They're a UK-based Italian car specialist and one of our previous podcast sponsors. I'm going to be talking to him about how he got involved in uh, servicing and maintaining Ferraris, but also about one of their projects at the moment, which is a 458 Italia, which is in for an engine rebuild. So that's quite an interesting uh, note for a lot of our owners. Show notes, as always, can be found at ferrarihub.com forward slash EP40. As mentioned in the previous podcast, we've added a new section onto our site called Buy, which is a classified uh, listings of Ferraris available for sale. We currently have over 300 Ferraris and we will be adding approximately about 150 or so in the next week or so, possibly more. We are also going to be expanding from just the UK to include cars from America, uh, also Europe and the rest of the world. So that will be coming in the next week or so. Some of the cars that we have available for sale include a 250 GTE Zagato, which was featured in one of our drool articles previously. And this car is one of two. It's an absolutely beautiful car. Um, So do check that out. Or if you want something that is perhaps more modern and more usable, we have 35 Ferrari 488s for sale and 60 Ferrari Californias. So check it out. You can go to ferrarihub.com forward slash buy. If you haven't been onto our site in the last week, you've missed some great articles. Just a recap of what we've been writing about. On Thursday, we had an article go live about Ferrari introducing artificial intelligence drones to racetracks and what that's all about, um, which should be a really great addition, actually. It's something that's going to be really usable. On Friday, we had a Jewel article go live on the 512 Berlinetta Boxer, which is an absolutely beautiful car, one of my all-time favourites. Saturday, we had a full article about Michael Schumacher. Uh, It's part of our F1 driver series, uh, where every week we have two articles go live on different Ferrari Formula 1 drivers. On Sunday, we had an article on the F12 TDF. Monday was back to our usual drool article where we had a perfectly specced California tea. And I kid you not, this is probably one of the best California teas I've ever seen. On Tuesday, another model article on the 488 Spider, And today we had an article go live on Wednesday, uh, back to our F1 driver series. And this week, this time it was Giancarlo Fisichella. So if you are not familiar with him, he was an F1 driver for Ferrari, do check it out. You can find all the articles by just simply going to ferrarihub.com forward slash articles. Also, if you haven't done so already, do subscribe. You can do that by going to ferrarihub.com forward slash subscribe. And if you know anybody else who might be interested in what we're producing, do let others know. You can send them that link. Today's sponsor is something that I get asked about a lot, and that is who I use for my hosting. I recommend 
Bluehost and the reason why I recommend them is because I use them myself. They're incredibly easy to set up. Uh, they have a one-click automatic WordPress installation and it really is as simple as just one click. You can host multiple domains on them. There's no need to pay for any extras when you decide to increase the number of websites that you're hosting with them. They have outstanding customer service and they're one of the companies that actually say, yeah, you can give us a call, which is kind of handy sometimes. Their performance is great. The speed and the uptime is seamless. It's, it's always up, it's always running. The control panel itself is very easy to use and they have various hosting plans and pricing, depending on what your requirements are. If you want to know more, just simply go to ferrarihub.com forward slash Bluehost. If you choose to use our link, we will receive a commission, but it's at no cost to yourself. And it all helps to keep the podcast and sites running. Now on to the show. So, um, Bill, why don't you start by just telling us a little bit about yourself, about how you got involved in cars yeah, in general and how you got involved in the Ferrari world. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, I actually started, did my apprenticeship um, at BMW, main dealer, okay. where I became a master technician. Uh, yeah, I stayed with them for about seven, eight years, and uh, I became really good at BMW servicing, and then I went to Porsche. But my whole passion was to actually open my own business, right. uh, which, I, which I did. That was in 1980, oh, wow. not about 1980, 80, 85, maybe, something like oh, that. Okay. Um, yeah, it was just a small little garage with two ramps and uh, a courtyard mm -hmm. where I specialized in BMW and Porsche uh, right. for a good six years, seven years. Right, okay. Um, so that was the start of my business career. Mm -hmm. I was very young, married. Right. Um, but it became very successful. Okay. No, it's, it's, it's interesting. I mean, I know a lot of people who have sort of got involved in the Ferrari world. They've come in through, originally through other brands um, mm. and sort of specialized more into sort of more exotic cars. And I know that's what you do now. So how did you get involved yeah. in the exotic car? Um, so what world? happened, Andy, from there, from, from the garage was called Beckenham Motorworks in Beckenham, mm -hmm. just doing BMW and Porsche. Okay. Um, yeah, it was very successful. It was a one-man band, me and, a, and just an apprentice. Uh, like mm -hmm. I said, I was really good at servicing those and repairing those cars. In the 80s, yeah. the specialist market was very, very new, uh, and I was one of them. Mm -hmm. So um, it all started off with watching Cannonball Run and that black Kundash in the beginning. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know that. <laughs> so that was the start of my craze. So right. I thought to myself, what the hell is that? Yeah. Um, so uh, luckily, I could, I, could I could afford one. Right, so okay. I went to, so I went to Portman Lamborghini okay. uh, in uh, Portman Square, mm -hmm. and uh, that's where Lamborghini used to be. I started to understand the Lamborghini car. Which, which um, one did you buy? So at this, at this I, stage, had I you bought one? Or? Yes, I did. Uh, oh, I, okay. I bought a, a 5000 QV, uh, Countach. Wow. Wow, mm -hmm. and Andy, I fell in love with that car. Really? You know, it was a monster. Uh, yeah. Like I said, from a, it's a massive jump. My passion was purely to drive that car, and I drove the car to France, mm -hmm. French motorways, where I used to just love the speed of that car, mm. and that's where my passion started. What really happened was that my car broke down. The Countach broke down, mm -hmm. as they um, often did. <laughs> they often did, yeah, and this yeah. one really broke down. Um, the car came back to my workshop, and I thought, well, hang on a second, we're mechanics, mm -hmm. well, my, and that's where the passion started of fixing those cars. Right, right, right. I actually fixed my own car. <laughs> oh, wow, okay. So that was All your right. first project car then? <laughs> my first project car, my own car. Uh, what a way to start it, I, yeah. I think. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, and that was the start of the something triggered inside my brain. Mm -hmm. I thought, wow, the engineering, the technology wasn't 
you know, it was very basic, really, yeah, compared yeah. to German cars, you know. Mm. But the but but the setups were absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Which I really under, and I, and I really did understand carburetors mm. and that sort of stuff, you know. And I set my car up beautifully. And then yeah. what happened there was, um, um, I went to Belgium in it uh, in mm-hmm. to test the car, right. and I had a race with a Testarossa. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, the race with the Testarossa, yeah. and what a race! I wish I had a camcorder then. <laughs> uh, and I became friends with this guy. His name was Philippe. Uh, Filippo, um, and um, he said to me, "Wow, this is fantastic! This car, you know." Mm. And he had a Countach as well. Oh, okay. Now he wanted a clutch done on the car. Right. So I thought, well, oh, I think I could do this. So yeah. then the car came to German Car Center, mm-hmm. all the way from Belgium to do to do a clutch on the car. Wow. And that was the start of it. Now, mm. we couldn't, we had to separate the two companies now because I'm now thinking of building up a company now of doing Italian cars. Right. Um, right. Along the way, I also bought a Ferrari as well. Okay. I had a Testarossa myself. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, so was I, that your first yeah, Ferrari? Yeah. That was my very first Ferrari, yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. So you really threw yourself into the um, into the the deep end with the supercars. Yeah. I mean, you went for a lap contest yeah. in a Ferrari Testarossa. So Testarossa, yeah, in the eighties and eighty fives, that was a big yeah. thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. So massive thing. But out of the two cars, uh, I did Cambos on the Testarossa, and mm. I became very much involved with the the Italian car engine. I got really sucked into it, right. you know. Yeah. I never really looked at those cars very closely. Mm. Like I said, I mean, it was for the super rich. Let's be frank, you know. Yeah, yeah. But um, God willing, I could just about afford it with a bit of finance. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> push myself a little bit, and I and I, and I did it. Yeah, um, yeah. And I maintained the car. Um, so the Testarossa. I got used to that as well. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, I said to myself, yeah, there's a market here. Mm. Um, so I opened up a company called Ferragini, Ferrari okay. Lamborghini. Right. And then the Ferrari started coming in. So the Italian cars, I found them very easy. I right. really did find them very, very easy. Oh, um, wow. okay. So because, I mean, there's, where... there's, there's quite a sort of a, a, a thought, you know, which prevails, which, you know, people think the Italian cars are even more complicated than regular cars. Sure. Um and, you know, to be honest with you, that hasn't been my experience as an owner, you know, where I've I've had cars in the past. I mean, you know, things have tended to go wrong and, you know, yeah. but uh, that's not really down to complications, really, is it? I mean, that's well, been my experience Well, the thing is, anyway. it's like anything. I mean, um, uh, an engine is an engine. Mm. A carburetor is a carburetor. Obviously, mm. there are different types of carbs and different types of settings. And yeah. you need to understand the specification or what this engine's running at or timing and everything. Yeah. You need to know, the, the, I suppose, the basics first mm. and then the advanced stuff. Yeah. So, um, and also ears and eyes, especially ears. Mm. And, I, and I found that with the setting of the carburetors and the noise of those cars. Mm. Um, I, I've got a very good friend of mine who's Vincenzo. He's Italian. And he lives in Italy. He's mm. actually a Ferrari mechanic there. Right. Um, and became a very good friend of mine uh, through the internet. I'm sorry, not the internet. It wasn't then. Mm-hmm. Through marketing and advertising and race meetings, you know. Right, um, right. And he used to come down to us. And obviously, look, we don't know everything at that time. Yeah. But we were learning so much from Vincenzo. Right, um, right. Of the speciality of removing things and the tools we needed. And I learned a lot from him. You know, it's like a, uh, an apprentice starting again sort of thing in, a, in, a, in the advanced class, if you know yes. what I mean. Sorry, I was going to say, you, you've come from this time where you've worked on the older cars. Because, I mean, a lot of... Older cars. Yeah, older cars, I mean, yeah. a, a lot of the garages now, I mean, they, they only get to see the newer cars. But 
you know, right, yeah. the, the, the older cars, you know, which, to, to be honest with you, I mean, you know, for me, it's the classic cars, which, you know, sure. I really, you know, it's just so much sort of, you, you sort of feel the passion, the sound of it and everything. Is, oh, you God, know, yeah. You know, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. You, you know, you're talking about carbs and something like carbs is something, it's a bit of a, you know, it's a, it's an art that's being lost, you know, and eroded because, you 100%, know. 100%, yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah, so what happened then? Farragini started to grow. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it started to grow. Um, we, Farragini took off again very fast because now, that, now we've got internet, mm. we've got Instagram, we've got Facebook, all this, and the young blood like my son, yeah. who's very, very technology type of person, I'm more practical and mechanical. Yeah. Um, and that's where Farragini sort of took off really fast. Mm. Mm-hmm. So what happened to Farragini? Mm-hmm. Um, Farragini is still active, at, at, but it's called Farragini Sales now, Farragini Car Sales, okay, right. which, which Matthew has now taken over. Now, uh, what we did was the reason why we changed super, to Supercar Italia, mm-hmm. we were actually clashing. Yeah. So anyways, it's only a name change, Supercar so, Italia. Right, okay. And I'm still here. Uh, with God's grace, um, we in, were introduced to a very, very specialist man mm-hmm. who everybody, I'm sure, know. His name is Abby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he's a highly experienced guy. He's a very good friend of mine for many years, many, mm-hmm. many years. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's taken the, the step forward to join me. Great. Yeah, and, and he, Abby's been one of our guests in the previous podcast as well. And, oh, good, uh, excellent. That, you know, well, there you go. We, we were talking about uh, F40s and 355s, which is... Uh, he's a professor at that. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Uh, the new stuff is coming through, that are 458s are now coming through. Mm-hmm. We are the first one in the country of taking a 458 engine out and stripping it bare. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, the guy who owned the car was... Uh, was a driver, but not wasn't quite interested in his service plan. So right, okay. So tell tell us a little bit about that actually, because I mean that was that yeah. when when I came down and I saw that car that you guys were working on. Um, yeah. It, that that really surprised me because you weren't just sure. doing a service on the car. No. This this is a four five eight Italia, which is a relatively sure. new car, and you guys were doing. It's a fifteen plate. It's a fifteen plate. Fifteen plate. So it's only two. Two years oh, old. Two years old. Gosh, that's even more amazing. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was fifteen plate. Yeah, it's a, it's a two years old. Car. Okay, and and this car, you were taking the engine out to do a full engine rebuild. Is that right? Sure, that's right. Correct. Wow. Okay, so tell us tell us a little bit about that. I mean, what happened with that car for it to sure. okay. require uh, an engine yeah. rebuild? Well, like I said, we, we we got a client who's got one of these cars. Uh, mm-hmm. This is this is the car, and he rang me up. He said, "Bill, I've got this noise coming from my engine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a ticking noise and um, oil lights flashing." And, and how many miles in. were on this car uh, roughly around around this time? They, he's done about forty thousand, I think, or thirty thirty eight thousand, something like that. Thirty eight thousand so in two years. Yeah, he's quite a well used car. He drives wow. it so much. Wow, wow. He drives wow. It every day, every day, everywhere. I don't know where he's gone, but yeah. he's covered a lot of miles. Wow, that's, um, that is a lot of mileage, especially for, for that particular car in such a short space correct. of time. Yeah, it, wow. absolutely. Right. So um, we told him to stop the vehicle and we'll recover the vehicle here, mm-hmm. uh, which we did. Yeah. Um, but I did say to him on the phone, well, look, uh, this needs to go to a main dealer, yeah? um, because you have a seven-year service plan. Mm, now, yeah. the service plan is this. These cars are given seven-year service plan, yeah. and you must not miss them. You must keep up with the service plan when it's due. Yeah, right, right. Uh, and and it's quite self-explanatory. They'll tell you when it's due, mm-hmm. you know, and you must keep up with that as well. Because what happens if you miss it? Mm-hmm. 
the warranty is in question now. In this particular case, yeah, he said to me, look, I can't take it back to uh, a Ferrari main dealer because uh, I missed quite a few service plans. Oh so the warranty okay. is finished. Right. The mm. engine will be stripped bare. Uh, this was lack of oil. Uh, right. In other words, lack of servicing. Right. Uh, he just kept on driving it, and that's the cause of the damage. Wow. And we, we haven't quite found out what the damage is, but we will keep you posted on that. Because my, my understanding is that you've already, in your investigation, you tried to see if there was a simple fix to Yes, the we did, yeah. Okay, yeah. so just, just, just explain a little bit about that, sort of where your diagnostics, yeah. you know, what your thought sure. process was. Yeah, right, like I said, I mean, we, there was a massive ticking noise. So we got a, a stethoscope, which is like the doctors use for your heart, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so, um, you know, we, we sort of monitored all parts of the engine with that. Mm. And we located the noise from the front. Um, okay. So that that was the first step, mm. uh, front near side front, right. passenger okay. side. Right. So we said, okay, let's have a look. So it could be the hydraulic lifters, it could be a timing chain, it could be a mm. tensioner. You know, sort of the t that part where we're looking at. Right. Uh, the bottom half, well, as you know, sound travels, so mm. it wasn't as, you know, we thought, no, nah, it can't be the bottom end. So anyway, yeah. so we took the engine down, we took the uh, rocket covers off mm -hmm. and the front timing covers off. Mm. And yes, it was right in front of us. The two tensioners, they had no tensions on them and the chains were jumping. Wow. Yeah, there was, they're hydraulically fed, oil right. fed. Right. Yeah. So, um, look, what did we do? So I think the first thing to do is they're £75 each. Mm -hmm. We put them on and I think... Why strip the engine? Let's put them on and put the engine back in and see what happens. So, you know, what, what was we, it that, the, that you replaced there? The the, the timing chain tensioners. Oh, the tensioners. Okay, great. Tensioners, yeah, they're, yeah. Uh, they're oil fed. Right. Um, right. So, we put two new tensions on there, the tensions back, mm. uh, and we actually start uh, crank the engine, like in other words, turn the engine over mm. on the floor. Mm. Uh, and that's quite a straightforward thing. You just put a, a, a life feed to the battery yeah. and you just crank it yeah. you know, to bring the oil up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the chains were perfect. Mm -hmm. uh, so the great, I think we've cured the problem. Good mm. for the customer. Mm. We put the engine back in, started the car. No, the noise uh, is still present. Oh, so now we drained the engine oil and the, the oil was jet black. Now we know there's just something wrong internally. Right. So that's basically where we are. So, so, so what, what does it mean are. now then for, for that particular engine? So the engine's going to come out of the car again? What, or, what's going what's to happen now, Andy, is that mm. the engine will now be dropped, which will mm. be dropped on Monday. The engine will uh, engine and cradle, by the way. Yeah, the whole frame. The oh, soft okay, frame. right. It right. comes out is one, like the three five fives, and like yeah. the testarossus. Mm -hmm. They all come out like that, which is a great idea. <laughs> yeah, 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 um, yeah. So then the engine and gearbox will be taken uh, separated from the cradle, mm -hmm. the, the, the 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 frame, mm -hmm. uh, and then we will uh, remove the gearbox away from the uh, from the engine. Mm -hmm. Then we will start dismantling the engine right down to the crankcase, and wow. then we will examine every single part as to what caused this failure. Mm. We've got a rough idea what's caused it anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and will it sort of be a top-end engine rebuild, or will it have to go I think it's going to be a bottom-end, but we will check every single item uh, on the car. Well, that's that's very interesting. I wish you all the best with that. Uh, Thank I hope you. the expansion Lovely. goes well. Thank you Absolutely, very much, Bill. Yeah. Well, I hope you enjoyed that little conversation there with uh, Bill Hakim of Supercar Italia. And if there's a lesson to be learnt, it is do not miss out on your servicing schedule. Uh, I've seen it done so many times. I mean, so many cars that I've had, you know, that I've been looking at and they've just missed, you know, services and things like that. And it's just, you know, why would you do that? You need to make sure that, you know, the oil is being changed, that, you know, the basics are being done at the very least, even if you're not putting on miles on these cars, um, you know, they still need to be done. And it all helps with the resale values too. So, 
you know there's a lot of people out there who will just not look at a car if it does not have a good comprehensive service schedule we're amassing quite a lot of listeners now from all around the world we actually have all the continents covered now uh, there was a time where we didn't have any listeners in africa or south america but even those two continents have now been covered but what i would like you to do is just give us a little bit of feedback about the type of contents that you like um, we've had some feedback already and you know that's been great and it's helped us to produce um, better quality content for you guys but at the end of the day we are producing this for you ferrari fans and enthusiasts and owners out there so do let us know what type of content you'd like us to cover uh, we have a lot of things in the pipeline already but we can always do with more suggestions so let us know you can email us directly at info at ferrarihub.com once again, today's sponsor is something that I get asked about a lot, and that is who I use for my hosting. I recommend Bluehost, and the reason why I recommend them is because I use them myself. They're incredibly easy to set up. Uh, they have a one-click automatic WordPress installation, and it really is as simple as just one click. You can host multiple domains on them, and there's no need to pay for any extras when you decide to increase the number of websites that you're hosting with them. They have outstanding customer service and they're one of the companies that actually say, yeah, you can give us a call, which is kind of handy sometimes. Their performance is great. The speed and the uptime is seamless. It's, it's always up, it's always running. The control panel itself is very easy to use and they have various hosting plans and pricing, depending on what your requirements are. If you want to know more, just simply go to ferrarihub.com forward slash Bluehost. If you choose to use our link, we will receive a commission, but it's at no cost to yourself, and it all helps to keep the podcast and sites running. That's all for now. Ciao.